hurricane season was over. Oh, I'm sorry about things just got out of hand. Yeah, that's the way it was with my first husband. <laughs> <laughs> now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about bullshit. To fuck around is human, to find out is divine. This is the I Refuse Podcast. Welcome back, lovelies. This is Mr. Fox of the I Refuse Podcast. You are now listening to season five <laughs> of the I Refuse Podcast. This is not a dream. This is not an alternate reality. <laughs> but we're definitely <laughs> unhinged over here. <laughs> I may very well still be on the Pineapple Express. This may very well be the most unhinged episode of the I Refuse podcast <laughs> known to me. <laughs> oh, first, let me start off by saying happy Veterans Day to my fellow veterans. Mr. Fox is a military veteran. He served four years in the United States Air Force immediately after graduating from high school. And he shared he shares his military story on the I Refuse Podcast YouTube channel. Video was uploaded within the past two days. So if you go to youtube.com and put in at I Refuse Podcast, it should take you to his page. And the name of the video was called Veterans Day. Um, lots of drama. So, welcome back. If you're listening to this, it is now Monday. Gonna start off this episode with a weekend in review. So, the other night was Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving, I don't know who invented that, I don't know who made that a thing, but with a gay couple that I've known for about five years, they've been having Friendsgiving every year. So they recently moved back to the area after a stint in Texas. Don't ask me why they moved there. So now they live in D.C., smaller place a rough part of town by Andy's standards rough to one person is at home for us definitely a lot of um, random stuff so I asked him before I left the house can I park my upper echelon vehicle my 2023 Ford Bronco in the parking garage. We're like, sure, sure. So I get down there. I feel like I shouldn't have to pay. And I believe they knew this. So one of them came down to meet me down at the entrance. I wanted to make sure I was getting into the right garage. You just never know. It was like, yeah, just take the ticket, and what we'll do is, when you leave, we'll just tell them that you lost the ticket, so you can get out. Get upstairs. So, there are 
a total of three couples upstairs. I didn't bring my guy, so it was just me up there, and then a friend of the hosting couple was there. I saw uh, two familiar faces outside of the couple, you know, I'm familiar with, but everybody else was a new face. Um, so there was a new couple there. They had just moved to Baltimore from Florida. Thank God they got out of there. The one guy is from New York, Jewish. Um, the other guy from Missouri or Montana or some shit looked every bit of that. The, the black friend of the couple not myself, as a boyfriend, we'll just call the boyfriend Harry Potter. I'm, I'm laying, I'm laying the foundation. You, you gotta, you gotta make sure that you're listening very closely. So we have New York Jewish guy, um, short and stout with a little belly, dark hair with glasses. We have other black guy besides myself. And besides the black guy that's part of the hosting couple who's dating Harry Potter, right? We have the other, um, uncoupled, you know, we have the uncoupled white guy that's there that's also a friend of the hosting couple who has the man bun, right? You have two white, you have two white guys there with the man bun. The, Second man bun that's from Missouri, Montana is, I guess, husband, longtime partner to the New York City Jewish guy. Are you with me? All right. So, first man bun has on his uh, upper echelon sweater, has on, you know, his upper echelon coat, had to tell everybody where he got it from and says it with such glee and such pride. Like, Express is not accessible to, like, millions of people. Has his man bun. Has his, you know, his zhuzh. Was feeling himself. Has his uh, Walker Texas Ranger boots on. If you like it, I love it. So, you know, the party's going. You know, we're having a good time. We play. Um, the, so, I, I brought something to the party. I don't know if anybody else brought something. I brought white wine because the black guy of the hosting in the hosting couple loves white wine. And I brought an apple pie for the oven. I felt it was much better to bring it frozen versus cooking it at my place and it'd be cold by the time I get to their place. So that's what I brought to the party. Um, New York City Jewish guy came with a book bag. It was very much giving shoplifting from CVS, but that's just my assessment. I'm like, why is this short Jewish guy bringing this big-ass book bag like he doesn't live less than 45 minutes away? Intrusive thoughts. Welcome to the Refuse podcast. So, mind you, the time on the invite that everybody got said 6.30. I get there quarter to seven. 
they got the oven on 170 and they have I guess all the food that they got from Boston Market in the oven and I'm like what the fuck can you cook at 170 you know in my African American house and every African American house I've ever been in the standard is 350 fuck with the box say everything is on 350 and I've only known 350 most of my life so I ask again what are we cooking at 170 and how far do you plan to get when you have both racks filled with food in an oven on 170 what's going on here alright so I get there quarter to seven. All right, seven seven thirty rolls around. Food still in the oven. I'm like, what is going on? And I'm thinking to myself, I probably should have had a little bit of something to eat before I came down here. I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. So at some point, we get a game of. Do we play? I'm trying to think. Do we play Uno before or after we took? We went to the rooftop. Oh yeah, we so decided to play. Mister Fox decides to play Uno with these ragamuffins. So I'm at the table playing Uno. With. I think six other people. And I realize as we go around the table dropping cards, one person on the right side of the table is playing his version of Uno, while a couple people on the other side of the table are playing their version of Uno. And then in the midst of that, four people in this damn game are not sure which direction we're going. You got one person that keeps plucking cards from the deck until they get a card they can throw down. You got people on this side that are like, oh, well, you can't keep adding draw twos on top of somebody else's draw two. And I'm like, what kind of rules are y'all playing from? Of course you can do that. Oh, well, you can't do that, and you can't add a draw two on top of a draw four, and you can't... I'm like, oh, Lord. So by that point, it just all imploded, and we moved on to a different game. Barely made it through a couple of uh, hands of do or drink before we just kind of disperse. So me, New York City Jewish guy, and Harry Potter decided to go up to the roof to have a, a session. Passing it around. 
and I honestly could say I hit it so hard. And by that time, I was already on a gummy, which is quite tasty, by the way. So I had that going. I was probably half an hour in on that when we started to do our session upstairs. And they were talking and connecting and all this other shit. Um, Harry Potter just could not stop talking if his life depended on it, which was good for him. It's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Come downstairs after about 10 or 15 minutes. By the time we get through the front door, people are already sitting at the table eating. We eat. Everything is kicking in at the same time. I'm like, okay. Before I knew it, I found everything funny. I I was stomping on the floor, doing my little dance. And, you know, I was cutting up real bad with um with Brian, a.k.a. Naomi Ratchet. Cut, cutting up real bad with her. Like, I was zooted and booted. Zooted and booted. Zooted and booted. So I was millions of light years away from this damn Friendsgiving, right? So we're done eating. Everybody's having a good time. Not that much drinking going on. Like, the wine can only do but so much. But some people within the party were already cups ahead on vodka and Sprite. I was like, I can't do vodka at my age. You'd have to get a pitchfork to peel me off of the concrete the day after. So, before I knew it, I realized that Harry Potter and his boyfriend are missing. Okay. Didn't think anything of it, but I had to go to the bathroom. I'd already went to the bathroom earlier, but I had to go again. So I go into the bedroom and the door opens in, kind of obstructing your view of the bathroom behind the door. But somehow I happened to get ahead of the door a little bit as I opened it. And (laughs) y'all. Door, bathroom door open. Light, light on. Harry Potter is on his knees. Hat still on. Sweater still on. Still clothed. Got his glasses on. Harry Potter is on his knees. Scurrying. To put the pants back on over his boyfriend's deck. And they're both trying to act like. Oh. Nothing was going on. If nothing was going on, then why are you moving so fast, Harry Potter? 
Harry Potter was moving so fast, trying to get from his knees to his feet and failing miserably that he fell back between the sink and the toilet. What you doing, Harry Potter? Harry Potter, what's happening down here, brother? You okay? Meanwhile, black boyfriend standing is frozen. There's nowhere you can go, brother. You are entrapped in this bathroom, and you have to go through me and this door that I'm standing next to to get out. My immediate reaction was, Oh, 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 oh. By that time, I was tenfold on loud and obnoxious. Or, I'm telling mama, I was saying or like D from what's happening. Or, or, or they in here sucking and fucking. Or, Harry Potter back here sucking dick. Or, or, I was loud enough to get the attention of everybody in the next room. Before you knew it, the other two black guys, there's four of us total up here, not that I was counting. I know white people like to count. It was three of us by this door looking into the bathroom at these two twinks (laughs) these two twinks failing miserably to recover meanwhile standing black twink was like what he was just trying to get the dog hair off of my pants right and he had to go inside the pants to do it or they back here sucking or or Harry Potter, that's not where the magic wand is. What are you doing, Harry Potter? So, needless to say, I continued to laugh randomly throughout the rest of the evening at that. Like, I could be in the room, the living room with the rest of the guests. They could be off over here talking about something completely different. There could be overlapping conversations. And I'm in the corner. Laughing over a plate of questionable macaroni and cheese that this white guy made. So I had that going on for myself. On top of already laughing with Naomi Ratchet, On top of other mayhem that was about to happen. So remember Bougie Cashmere Express that I was telling you about earlier. Man bun number one. He was just clip-clocking all through the apartment in them damn shoes. Acting like he was somebody. Acting like he was too good to talk to the rest of us. Have a conversation with the rest of us. Next thing I know. He's clip-clapping once again. Sound like a damn Clydesdale. 
from the kitchen towards the bathroom by the front door. I look up. Next thing I see, he is hobbling on one foot. Why? Because the entire bottom sole of one of those bougie shoes came off. Now, I can neither confirm nor deny that he also got the shoes from Express. I honestly cannot tell you if Express even sells shoes. But I do know that this would be appropriate karma for acting high and sedity in your cheap-ass shoes. The entire sole, wedge, what have you, the bottom just came off of this one shoe. And it was a, it was almost like a, a boot meant to come off like a dress shoe. Yeah, one of those. I'm, I'm still going to call them Walker Texas Ranger shoes. Because, sir, we can probably take out a fire hydrant with them damn things. But I, I regress a little bit. Cashmere from Express is now walking with one less soul on the ship. Couldn't couldn't survive the rest of the evening without the soul, without being dramatic. Oh, well, I just have to go to my car and get my other shoes. Which weren't that different from the first pair that he had on. Same color. But a more ratchet version. He had a pair of Ugg boots. Of course he did. If you ever... I'm here to tell you now. (laughs) If you ever want to tell somebody... That you're into black guys. Without having to tell them. You would be a white guy... That buys your clothes from Express... But wears Ugg boots. And not even the kind that roll down for like winter masculine in the snow type shit. You buy the same kind that you see the black girls wear at the bus stop. I'm also here to tell you that if you want to save time from telling people that you are a Glen Burnie bottom... For a Cherry Hill top that's on the DL that has a weak pullout game is on somebody's child support but stays in the club every weekend. You have a pair of Ugg boots in your vehicle that you can just pull from the parking garage down there in D.C. Just saying. So, that's what he did. Just as soon as the sole or the wedge of this high upper echelon boot came off and hit the floor, he was down in his car and back with these Ugg boots. That weren't that special from the millions of Ugg boots I've seen living in Baltimore City. 
I'm pretty sure that humbled him a little bit, as it should have. Because, girl, you were perpetrating the fraud. Were those even real upper echelon boots? Or were those boots from the swap meet? Let me find out you have the Obama phone version of a, of a nice boot. Because how in the world, right? How in the world? I could see if you walked here from like Penn Station in those boots. I could see if you did that and you were walking all over the building. You weren't walking that much at this party. We're talking about in a DC apartment, which means the size of a cashier's cage is the subway station. You have cheap boots, buddy. But you have a caviar attitude. Well, we both know you're talking to a guy that's on the DL. You can only talk to him at night. You could probably talk to him on the weekends. But that's after 10 p.m. Yeah, here we are. So, before you know it, it's like 9, 9.30, and uh, things are really in high gear. We can't stop laughing. We can't stop being a fool. The Jewishness came out of this New York City guy, and I, and I, I love that New York City bravado shit. I was telling him my spring break story in New York City, how I love New York City, especially after getting cussed out on the subway platform before the train even came, not even two minutes of sitting on the bench, got cussed out like I knew this man in a past life. He was like, yeah, that's New York for you. That's New York for you. I'm from Long Island. So he had that New York energy. He was like impatient and testy and stuff and that's the shit I kind of go for but then on the flip side he was acting all conservative and shocked by some of the shit that I was saying like do you or do you not like to have your ass eaten oh what me so that's a yes so I was getting I was getting both of those things from one minute to the next. It was back and forth. It's the same energy as the person, the same person that's shy presenting in front of the class in college is the same person that was not even 12 or 24 hours beforehand getting bust down at the dumpster by the nightclub. Just saying. I was getting kind of the, that those same energy. I was like, okay, whatever, dude. So, man bun number two and his husband, lifetime partner, New York City Jewish guy, divulged with information that they um, have a train to catch. They caught they caught the train down here from from Baltimore, which is cute. Um, I personally, 
if I was catching the train down here, I probably wouldn't go back until the next day. Because it's just, you're too hype and, you know, you're kind of coming down a little bit. The last thing you want to do is rush to catch a train. Because where you are, you're kind of far from Penn Station. So they're like, oh, you know, we got to, we have a train to catch and we, we really got to get going and catch our train. And we're looking around the room like you're not catching that train. You're just not catching that train. So they say that we keep laughing, keep having a good time. They end up they end up staying. They're still they're still there. No one they got a train to catch. Oh, the ten fifteen. Oh, I, okay. Let's try for the ten thirty. You're still there. You're not moving closer to the door. You're not catching your dream. So they end up going back to Baltimore with Harry Potter, the one that was sucking dingling in the bathroom earlier, and his boyfriend, whose dick he was sucking, trying to act like he wasn't sucking it. Trying to scurry real fast. To recover and looking real foolish. How much I want to bet that Harry Potter and New York City Jewish guy sat in the back seat and made out the whole time. Oh, I forgot to tell y'all. Another thing happened. So, after busting, (laughs) no pun intended, after busting them in the in the one bathroom in the bedroom trying to recover from sucking dick later on Harry Potter and black boyfriend disappeared again and why did they disappear again why were they in the other bathroom this time the one by the front door because Harry Potter was throwing up My theory as to why he was throwing up is because Black Boyfriend's dick kept hitting his uvula too hard. I'm just going to say that Harry Potter definitely had a time last night. And we here at the I Refuse Podcast are in support of anybody Getting their throat ruptured by a big black dick in somebody else's bathroom during Friendsgiving. Like, didn't you bitches come down here together? Y'all couldn't wait. And here's the thing. Like, nobody gives a shit. You don't have to recover. Like, you, you don't have to be all bashful about it. You're around other cocksuckers. Like, you're not on the Mayflower, you're not on the Titanic, you're not in Buckingham Palace. If you're in the bathroom, with the door open, might I add, and you just feel the urge while you're on your knees, surveying the area, I'm using heavy air quotes, I wish you can hear this, 
of all the dog hair on your boyfriend's pants and you just so happen to start to pull on the waistband of the pants and pull it down towards the floor and get hit in the face with the dick and you have this urge that you want to suck the dick. You want to go, 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 go on the dick. You want to on the dick. Go have at it. I'm like, shit, you had the balls enough to start the job. You might as well continue while we're going in and out of this bedroom. Nothing to be ashamed of. You are in the party of other dick suckers. A few of us probably suck dick on the way down to this Friendsgiving. Like Harry Potter, please. So, Harry Potter definitely had a time. Friendsgiving night. You got to suck your boyfriend's dick in one bathroom. And to return the favor, he was with you in the other bathroom helping you while you threw up. And mind you, throughout all of this, that fucking hat never left his head. The hat never left his head. There was not a single hair out of place. The glasses were still on his eyes. The sweater was still intact. The pants were still around his butt. Harry Potter has done this before. Harry Potter has lived this before. Harry Potter has operated like this before at previous shindigs. Harry Potter, that currently lives in Baltimore, is such a fucking vibe. I think the most hilarious part is that y'all did all this shit. Not literally, but y'all did all this, this stuff in somebody else's apartment. And then came, not only came back to the party all regular, like you didn't just blow the commode different ways from Sunday. Came back all normal and steady and was like, yeah, we're, we're going to leave now. Like, what? <laughs> you didn't even finish the blowjob you were failing miserably to recover from in the first bathroom. But the cherry on top was you had to throw up in the other bathroom. I keep telling you girls, when you're on your knees serving the Lord, you can't just go from zero to four. Like, you can't go from zero to gear, fourth gear. You got to ease yourself into it. You got to remember it. Your mouth is also a hole. But it's also what you need to eat and breathe. Drink, smoke, whatever the fuck you do. Like, you need that to be in good working condition. For the other days of the week, <laughs> we can't have you out here with a ruptured throat. We can't have you out here 
trying to do what the porn girlies are doing. There's a reason why it's that's a professional. And you're only doing this shit for $6 a month and a chicken dinner. Just saying. Like, Harry Potter, you gotta slow down. You're moving way too fast. 16, there's so much for you to have. Sweet 16, do you know where you're going to? Do you know, sweet 16? Little Destiny's Child, second album. Latira Robertson on the leads. Beyonce coming up after her. Y'all had to be there. Anyway, like I said, Harry Potter had a time last night. And I give him a 10 out of 10 for the best recovery time from the mayhem. Never in the history of my, my life have I seen such a greater rebound. Like, you really came back to Friendsgiving. Like, you didn't just cause some excitement and some chaos. In 20 minutes flat. When you think of stories like that, just think, this is probably the most aspirational shit I've ever experience in my life only only with the gays i don't know how the straights do it y'all probably sit around the green bean casserole and think it's the best thing since sliced bread but we the gays at friendsgiving it's always some chaos and the night wasn't even over so after those two couples left in one car to head back to baltimore um People decided it was time for us to go bar hopping. Walked all those blocks to the first stop. And the person whose idea was to go realized they didn't have their wallet. So we had to walk back. When they got their wallet, we tried it again. Went to a couple of places. Nothing was happening. Didn't stay that long. I ran into a Twitter uh, follower who I'm trying to like fuck cross-eyed soon. Need to reach out to him. Anyway, bar hopping, I give probably like a 5 out of 10. It was way too crowded at Kiki. We're not fucking with Nellie's. Um, uproar was kind of a, a dud. Um, so we ended up coming back home and that's when I knew it was time for me to go. Now, remember earlier I said, I was like, you know, the plan was for me to get out without paying. We're going to tell the machine that I lost my ticket and it should just let me go. Well, after we get down there, you know, the two cars left. You know, the other two guys left before me. Sidebar. The other white guy that was there, I didn't even talk about him. Last name is Bonita Bus. But I always call him Boltabus. 
because it's just funnier. Looks like a trucker. Sounds like and laughs like a middle-aged white woman lunch lady. It's really disarming. I'm like, no way that giggle and that sound is coming out of that, that beard. No way. But anyway, everywhere we went, he was posted up against the wall, his black hat and his Fred Durst beard, looking like security. But back to trying to leave this uh, this building. And when it was my time to leave, we were like, okay. He was like, press, lost ticket. Okay, I pressed lost ticket. It wants $50 from me. This is not working. You've already used your fob to let the first two guys leave. I'm still behind this arm. I want to go home. I do not want to stay the night in D.C. It's been great. It's been real. What are we going to do? You can't fob out a second time without fobbing in first. And if you don't have something similar in weight of a vehicle in front of the entrance arm, it's not going to let you fob in. And I'm watching this go down from my car as I'm behind the exiting arm wanting to leave I don't have $50 people I'm not paying to leave what are we going to do well the universe must have heard me because there was another car coming up around the bend so I got out the way watching everybody else try to figure out how the fuck am I going to get out can't do anything you're probably not even, your car is probably not even on this floor. You don't know anybody else in D.C. that can act like you. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try something out of the ordinary. I'm going to break the seal. I'm going to break the seal. I'm going to attempt to leave out right behind this guy. Hopefully the arm doesn't get caught on my roof, but if it does, I'm going to still keep driving. Because fuck y'all. Trying to get $50 out of people. When you live in an area. I got crackheads and shit. Anyway. It worked. I sped out behind the guy. I waved. I stuck my arm out the window and waved. As I was leaving. Y'all. It don't have to be a drama. I'm leaving. So I knew the arm there was that that was no problem, but I still had to get out of the building because you have the gate. You have to get through that separates you from the alley. And I thought, you know, as I'm behind this car at this gate, I'm thinking, does this guy not want me to follow up behind him? Because he wasn't responding fast enough to the gate opening. Like, the gate 
is open now to where you have clearance. Like, come on. Because I don't know how fast this thing will recoil. So, needless to say, I got out the building just fine. Didn't have to pay $50. Didn't have to pay $19. Now, for future visits, would I park in that same garage? Probably. Because of the shit y'all was telling me when we were at the wedding last month. Even though I'm from Baltimore and I know how DC rolls. I have countless stories and all that other stuff. I have a more expensive vehicle now. A vehicle that I love a lot. This is probably my favorite vehicle. But I've said that at one point or another about previous vehicles while I've had them. But this is like a really nice vehicle. And I love my black people down. But I will always say that scamming season doesn't have a spring break. Scamming season is in full effect all the time. So needless to say, Friendsgiving this weekend was one for the books. I forgot how much fun, how much chaos, how much madness can go down around other gay guys. Like it was funny, hilarious. And I was still zooted and booted from Friendsgiving. So that was my weekend in review. I took, you know, the day after to recover. I have today off. Going to be doing some things today, seeing some folks. And keeping the good times coming. So all in all, I probably rate Friendsgiving this weekend 10 out of 10. Sidebar. I can't be the only one that does this. Ever since Drake's album came out, for all my dogs, I have been saying the following refrain randomly. Just whenever I get the spirit, I just be like, Bitch, when I tell you I was saying that all up and through the apartment building last night, we were really cutting up real bad. So, back to my Uno, the Uno chaos. This is what was going on. Now you, you 
Okay. I don't know if that's true. No. He's right. He's right. You have to forfeit your turn. Chaos. Bam. It's true. I knew it. I knew I was right. I'm always right. That's how I live my life. He almost hit my face. chaos and I think and I'm ten toes down with this feeling that I was probably the most sane person out of that entire evening Friendsgiving I rate 10 out of 10 so what we got what we got today Uh, I figured I'd make this a fat episode Previously on the I Refuse podcast, we've been asking y'all out there, who the fuck is Darius Dalton? When Keep a Job Palmer went down to the Usher concert, was looking good, feeling good, being sang real good by Usher, and leaving Darius Dalton at home to take care of the baby to, in his free time, go to social media and be a disgruntled whiny little bitch. Keep keep a job, Palmer, being the salacious, studious, Virgo, chaos and menace queen that I love her to be, decided to flip the bad publicity into good publicity. Have a tongue-in-cheek moment and turn it into a PR stunt that we love. She was featured in the music video for Usher's song, Boyfriend, I believe, which I am not sure will make it to the Coming Home Usher album that's coming out in February on the heels of his halftime performance at the Super Bowl. So that's where we last left off talking about Darius Dalton. At this point right now, though, in this Darius Dalton unemployed boyfriend chapter, I think it's time we set it off. Because Key Keeper Job Palmer has decided to file for full custody of their son and file a restraining order, I believe, against Darius Dalton. Because one Darius Dalton behind closed doors for th- three years, the entire duration of their relationship, has been physically, emotionally, psycho- psychologically abusive. Towards key keep a job Palmer. The audacity, right? The sheer audacity because you are unemployed, couldn't match your name to a single movie, 
whether it's in the Walmart bin, whether it's on Tubi, Freebie, Pluto, Plex. What, what, who are you? What are you doing? And then on top of that, to be unemployed and physically abusive and essentially a light-skinned, grown-ass man-child lunging at Kiki, taking her keys and her phone and throwing them across the parking lot and, and storming off in the car that she probably bought you. And as the story has been making its rounds and people have gotten their hands on the court documents, which I thought were sealed to the public, like, I know you can't get that just doing a a routine case search on Google, but apparently somebody got their hands on the court documents with the full details so as the story's making the rounds a lot of people in response have been kind of coming to kiki like why have a kid by this dude and my thing was so quickly like y'all weren't even together really a full calendar year by the time you decide to have a baby by this fool. Um, and why stay? And all of this abuse started from the gate. Um, and all this immature, angsty, frustrated, unemployed energy has been active from the gate. And she's saying it's like, you're Kiki Palmer. Kiki Pajab Palmer. You have been everywhere, all over the place, around the world, now, yeah, yeah, for many, 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 many years. Everybody loves you. All it takes is one phone call to a Chicago cousin to make things different around here. You got this fool breaking into your house. Busting your bedroom while you're in there, cutting her back in the fool. Your mom has come out and has said that she has been telling his brother that he's been abusive towards you. And I stand ten toes down with this. You could have just went from day to day, kind of tending to your responsibilities, unemployed man. We know that you like to get on Twitter and be the keyboard thug and and take, you know, some kind of moral high ground in the situation, which in exchange, trying to make the other person look bad. Like, you're a mother, and why are you dressed like that? And why are you down there getting close to another man when you got me home taking care of the kids? This particular case where 
we see the documents. We saw the the surveillance uh, thumbnails and the clips and the pictures and the images of you over the back of the couch while Kiki is like twisted on the front of the couch. All this stuff came out. The mom's um, response is out. You decide to respond to that, implying that all of it's lie and all of it's made up or whatever, whatever. Which only makes you look double sus, triple sus. Now we know that shit's true. And she's going to get full custody because you probably have no income. What have you done the past three or four years that we've seen you in or you've been a part of and been like, oh, okay. He has a little, a little yang, 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 a little, a little something to keep, you know, his palms greased and his pockets lined with some cash. All right. You do, you do, you do some stuff. Okay. But one thing I know about us is that we don't play when it comes to Kiki Pajab Palmer. We don't play when it comes to her. Um, and it's definitely on site when we see old black ass. Moral of the story is this. Chemistry is just a class. And I know y'all like to put a pretty bow on it and make it the penultimate thing and, you know, make it the the core of your existence and make it part of your personality. But a huge part of the reason why a lot of y'all are in situationships similar to Kiki's is y'all get so caught up in the the dopamine that you feel or rises up to your shoulders from your toes each time you look at a a cute person or a person that's handsome and y'all try to formulate that into a, a relationship and it's like that's why y'all are in some of the message y'all are in. Because it's not all about looks. And that dopamine is temporary. The dopamine and the flush and the thrill that you get is temporary. And you just realize a year in which is probably six months too long, that this motherfucker ain't shit. But at least he cute and tall, right? And got some tattoos and got that pretty hair. Women fall for that kind of shit every time. Hell, even if he's ugly, if he ain't treating you right, you gotta go. You know, we can't 
turn back the hands of time and get Kiki Pajal Palmer back pre pre baby. But you know, it's just where we are right now, and you just it's you just gotta go. It's time for you to leave. Darius Dalton, you know, you really fucked up this time. Like, there's no there's no coming back from that. Like you barely had anything to stand on over the Usher thing. We don't even know who you are. Trying to be all moral and all this other shit. But you got carnal passions and stupid shit inside of you like many ancient men. And like I said, we don't play when it comes to Kiki Pajal Palmer. We don't play when it comes to her. So moving on. Can we... uh, Can one of the white people in the audience... Can y'all help me out with something? Samuel Haskell Jr.? Who the fuck is that? Real quick. One of, one of the white people in the audience. Can y'all tell me who the fuck Samuel Haskell Jr. is? Uh, apparently, he was caught over the weekend on camera dumping what may have been the torso of a body according to police in Encino, California. He was caught on camera last Wednesday and this incident or what they've seen on the video, the time and the date coincides perfectly with a video of Haskell with identical bags at his home. So there's new footage that's circulating that shows Haskell pulling into a parking lot in Encino late last Tuesday afternoon in his white Tesla. Because of course, why not a Tesla? Casually parking by a dumpster and opening the back to grab what appears to be a large heavy garbage bag. Haskell struggles as he places it on his shoulder And then hurls it into the trash bin. There are two clips. One from a slightly closer angle. And another video capturing the scene a little further away. Same location. Apparently the same garbage bin. Where a homeless person found a dismembered human torso. In a strip mall parking lot. Early the next day on the Wednesday. Cops swarmed in. They arrested him for murder. His wife, May, and her parents are all missing. Dun, 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 dun. It's unclear whose torso it was, but they can confirm that it's definitely a woman's. Now, here's where all the dots connect. Earlier in the day, they show that Haskell was at his home Tuesday afternoon as some day laborers drive up, help Haskell carry big garbage bags, seemingly identical to the ones he later tossed, into a nearby, nearby truck. One of the workers told the news that Haskell told them there were rocks in the three bags, but they were suspicious because, because the contents were soft and squishy. They left, came back, Drove just a block, decided to open a bag where they found body parts, including a belly button. 
The workers then returned to Haskell's house a few minutes later after they left, returned the bags, placed them on this driveway, and returned payment. They then went to the cops. Now, this is the most critical piece. Haskell left his house in his Tesla around 4.22 p.m. and then again at 4.45, where the new footage starts. See him pulling in and dropping a large trash bag in the bin. That bin is six miles from Haskell's house, so the time matches up. There's no telling where the other bags went. So apparently this Haskell Jr. guy is the son of a former powerful Hollywood agent, Samuel Haskell Sr., who used to rap for Dolly Parton and a slew of other A-listers before retiring from William Morris, I guess, in 2005. Haskell Sr. continues to work with Dolly on TV specials, but hasn't commented on his son's arrest just yet. Junior remains in police custody on $2 million bail. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, like, what? Are white people okay? Like, are white people going to be okay? I need to know, because... Y'all have been losing y'all minds since y'all had to be in the house for a year eating y'all unseasoned, undercooked food. We can just go ahead and say that those bodies, those dismembered bodies, are the bodies of Haskell Jr.'s wife and her family. I gotta give it to him, though. He's transporting them in a Tesla. Which I think uh, is definitely one of thousands of mistakes. Now, look, I'm no forensic files, somebody, or an Unsolved Mysteries correspondent, but come on. One of the dumbest things you can do is ask for help. <laughs> As for help, transporting stuff in garbage bags. Tell these people who don't know you from a can of paint are not are there just to do stuff around your house. Tell them that, oh, these are large rocks and they just need to be moved. Bitch, you can look at the bag and tell these are not rocks. And then you want us to pick these up and carry them. They're squishy. They're soft. We look in the bag. It's a belly button. Like, we got to go. We, we, you know what? We got to go. Like, we don't want to be next. Like, kudos to these guys for, you know, playing, you know, calmly you don't want to tip off this crazy ass white man with his white tesla with these white garbage bags i get it i get it but haskell jr bro what's going on what why'd you do it
Like, you out here chopping up people in broad daylight. You're transporting them in a Tesla. But before you do, you want to ask these random group of day laborers to help you move these uh, dismembered bodies. To your car, to the bin, whatever. Like, bro. Lifetime couldn't produce a better movie. So yeah, Haskell Jr., I don't know what he's doing. I don't know who he is. Like, I mean, he's definitely a, a Nepo baby. But who who is he? Somebody from the audience that's white. Help me out. Who is he? Somebody tell me. Okay. I couldn't find nothing either. So that's where we are right now. That's where we are. Um, I can't guarantee that we'll be following this, but it's just like, why even put him through a trial? Like, sentence him right now. White people are wilding you. Are wilding. That is so wild. Um, so before I get up out of here, I want to talk about the Grammy nominations. Now, the full list has been released. Um, interesting set. You know, scissors all over it. For the most part, you know, I'm just only going to talk about the ones I want to talk about. Uh, I love to see that Victoria Monet is leading the charge, you know, as somebody that was told by, I believe, the Soul Train Awards or the VMAs that she wasn't ready for the stage to end up, to only turn around and end up with, like, what, eight nominations? Even though she's not in, I don't think she's in the Best New Artist, she is nominated pretty heavy. Just off of the strength of her Jaguar 2 album, which is actually pretty good. Hopefully they'll have her perform. You know, the Grammys is the biggest musical event stage. And it has been for years. You know, nobody's really clocking the VMAs like that. Nobody's really clocking the AMAs like like that the grammys is the highest on it so for her to be told no so many times this past calendar year only to turn around and go into the next calendar year with eight nominations eight grammy nominations that's crazy SZA is all up and through although y'all gave sos a hard time you know in pieces it's great um to sit through 23 tracks is another thing. I still stand with our album review we did last year on the podcast with Lonnie from Who Raised You Ho's podcast. That had she shaved probably a good five or six songs. 
she would have been good to go. But I, I see what she, they were trying to do. They were trying to maximize her reach. Because she had a, not only some R&B bops, but some traditional uh, music bops. She also had some like rock and edgy pop bops on there. She was trying to reach all the markets. And it worked. Ghost in the Machine is nominated. That is like my favorite song off the entire album. Followed by Blind, Snooze, uh, Low, Love Language. I love Blind. Like, I will play that forever. Like, the first half of the album is probably the best R&B you've ever heard. Uh, She kind of leads me towards the middle. But she's she's on... the Grammy nominations a couple of times. Um, I think she's even in record or song of the year. There were a couple of surprises, some new ones on the Grammy noms that I checked out. Boy Genius. Phoebe Bridgers is part of that group. I was surprised that Jungle was not nominated, neither for the album, their new album, or the song that's been all up and through TikTok for the past four or five months surprise that jungle was not nominated and i know that all of that came out before the cutoff uh i was surprised that uh who else was not nominated oh that's funny oh that's funny um i believe nikki was nominated but cardi b was not nominated and y'all swear up and down that those six or eight songs that she was featured on should have been nominated. Bongos wasn't even part of the list. Bongos came and went. I know that was probably after the cutoff. I don't even think it's going to make the next year's nominations. But y'all would love, in defense of one artist, point out somebody else's lack of visibility on the Grammy noms. But it is what it is. Um, Offset was not nominated. Takeoff, none of them was were nominated. Um, Nas wasn't on there too heavy with King's Disease 3. Um, none of his magic stuff was on the Grammy noms either like that. But it's interesting mix. Ice Spice is nominated as Best New Artist. Y'all gave that girl all kinds of hell. But she on there. Um, but she's not on the Grammy noms overall. Real heavy. Megan's not on there. Um, Ed Sheeran is on there. Sam Smith, they are not on there. Um, Yabba is not on there, I don't think. Robert Glasper is not on there. Let's see. John Baptiste is not on there. I don't think Lana Del Rey is on there too heavy. But I look at the Grammy nominations to see who I've missed the past year. You know, I took the opportunity to look at the Grammy nominations and see some acts I haven't heard before and check out their music. Boy Genius is pretty good. Boy Genius is pretty good. No, I feel like Phoebe Bridges is really going to be the one to look out for the next couple years. Um, Tennis wasn't nominated. 
Tennis was not nom- nominated at all. Um, I'm surprised. Um, Sampha, Sampa will probably, they need to start paying him a little bit more attention. Um, Brent Fias was not nominated. Black was, though. That was a surprise. I didn't even know he had an album out. Went to go check that out. It's actually pretty good. Um, who else? Cute. 2024 Grammy nominations. Cute. Real cute. Gotta give it to him. And, um, that's all I got for that. But, I used to wear my hair like that. They take everything I get, they take it from me. He can't get that, though. All right, now they're done. Wait, wait a minute, look at the hair. I used to wear my, I used to have these things in mine. Look at it. Now? Shut up. The nominees for the best new artists are... I'll get Since it's Grammy season, I just figured I'd share with y'all some of my favorite Grammys, Grammy moments. You, you, here's another one from the 80s where Rick James and Grace Jones are presenting. You got to hear it. Ha, 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 ha.
Ring James is such a menace. Told y'all this would be the most unhinged episode of the I Refuse podcast season five. And I feel like I've delivered on my promise. For more of the mess that is the I Refuse podcast, be sure to follow the link, show love, get those followers in, those subscriptions in to our Twitter at I Refuse Podcast. The link is there. To our YouTubes, to our other podcasts. And we have the Twitch where I do my game streaming. Babyface Alpha 82 underscore between the words. Have an Instagram at I Refuse Podcast underscore between the words. And we will catch you guys later. <laughs> said he wanted to fuck the shit out of Naomi. What in the HBO Presents Oz is going on here? If y'all are having Friendsgiving, I would like to come. And if there's good 420, I would definitely like to come. I bring good treats. I bring good alcohol. I always bring something whenever I come to my friend's house. And I want to make more friends. And hopefully 2024 will yield those results. This has been Mr. Faust, the I Refuse Podcast. Again, the most unhinged episode you'll probably hear. But it won't be the only one. We will catch you guys later. Get into the I Refuse Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and your music. Have a WordPress blog. We have the link in our profiles. We have the YouTube channel. Get into it.